Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show, and I just retweeted the uh, slightly redacted FD1023 form that we heard so much about. Involving a bribery scheme involving Joe Biden and a Ukrainian executive. So we just go to uh, Rob Carson on Twitter. Rob Carson, that's my name. That's my name. Uh, Something else I saw on Twitter is uh, people are asking which movie you're going to see this weekend. If you're going to go see a movie, uh, Oppenheimer or Barbie. Which do you suppose I'm going to go see? Just go ahead and think. What do you think? What do you think? Well, of course I'm going to go see Barbie. No, I'm not. I'm going to go see Oppenheimer. I've got uh, IMAX tickets, and the reviews have been stunning, stunning. I cannot wait to see them. I'm very uh, – I haven't gone to the movie theater since my son worked at AMC. And, uh, and he was 16, 17 years old, and I used to love going to see movies with him. And uh, I just saw – what did I just see? I saw a movie – oh, yeah. Voice of Freedom. I saw Voice of Freedom last week. So I'm going to go see Oppenheimer this week, and I, uh, I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. A Sound of Freedom. What did I say? Voice of Freedom? Voice of Freedom is a radio network. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The uh, IRS Hunter Pro emanated from a prostitution ring. You saw the hearings yesterday with, uh, with Whistleblower X. <laughs> One of the investigators from Wednesday's testimony of the IRS uh, investigators in the probe of Hunter Biden's tax crimes did not begin with Rudy Giuliani's findings as he was looking into Ukraine corruption or even the laptop released publicly in October 2020. Joe Ziegler revealed yesterday for the first time uh, this investigation was actually looking into global uh, social media prostitution ring. Hunter Biden was found in that probe to have been buying prostitutes and claiming them <laughs> claiming them as business expenses. <laughs> I think they call the uh, the uh, I think they call the uh, uh, the deduction hodo because it's dough. But anyway, because he 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 was he hired Patrick Ho or he was hired by Patrick Ho. That's why I say hodo. Because with Patrick Ho, Hunter Biden hired a Ho who was Patrick Ho. It, it gets confusing. I mean, but anyway, Hunter Biden was in the probe and he'd been buying prostitutes, claiming them on his income tax. <laughs> That's just so funny. If I said I've got the same accountant for 20 years, if I said, hey, dude, uh, I just up at the Asian spa. 
And uh, Nikki's working there. And she provided services, goods and services. Uh, <coughs> actually, I snorted the, the goods and she provided the services. That said, uh, can I write that off? Oh, your last name's not Biden. Well, I guess you're... Okay, never mind. I didn't... I only asked that for somebody else. I just... It's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. So what about those charitable deductions? So anyway, this is the uh, Joe Ziegler. I had started this investigation in November 2018 after reviewing bank reports related to another case I was working on of a global social media company. I wanted to be clear that no one directed me to look into Hunter Biden and that reviewing bank reports is a normal part of our IRS investigators in finding potential tax case leads. Yeah. Those bank reports identified Hunter Biden as paying prostitutes related to a prostitution ring. And then President uh, Donald Trump's personal attorney, Giuliani, was assigned to look into potential Biden family corruption in regard to Ukraine. Hunter Biden was being paid by a Ukrainian energy company. It was revealed in 2018 during Ziegler's investigation into a global social media prostitution ring from which Hunter Biden was allegedly procuring prostitutes and flying them over state lines. Highly illegal. Donald's uh, Byron Donalds, who uh, condemned Democrats' attempt to blame Trump, uh, said, this is not Trump, y'all. It's facts. Donald's referenced Ziegler's testimony on the prostitution ring probe, leaving him to uncovering uh, Hunter Biden's tax crimes independently of other forces. So that's what happened. It started out as a prostitution ring. And so as though you could make... Hunter Biden, any scummier, any more filthy, foul, and awful than he already is, realize that they uncovered the awful scumminess of Hunter Biden while they were investigating an international ring of scummy prostitution mongers. Presumably, a lot of those people were, were probably trafficked. So there's that. That's kind of funny, isn't it? No, it's not funny. It's absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. Here is uh, Jim Comer last night talking about the amount of money that uh, the Bidens made uh, that is being shown on the bank records being presented with the IRS whistleblower testimony. Of the corruption that the Biden family's committed. All right. I want to know how much money do you believe the Biden family did in these farm business? Obviously, that's Sean Hannity. Deals. How much money are we talking about? And... How much money do we think went to Joe? Because Hunter complains bitterly he gave half his income. Oh, to I guess Pops half would be the and answer. Had to pay for Pops' home repairs. Half, yeah. And yeah. the big guy. Uh, and I'm sitting. That's great, Joe. Sean. And Sean how much? Thirty million these. plus. Uh, Twenty-five to thirty million plus. And a big development happened today that, that I don't think anyone. Well, let's keep it short. Twenty-five to thirty million. Uh, disregard the hour-long question by Sean Hannity. <clears throat> Sometimes he does that. Nothing against Sean Hannity. Sometimes he just goes on and on in the questions and you get here. Foreign nationals gave the Biden family and associates over $17 million, according to the IRS whistleblower. So there you go, $17 million minimum. This is all we know of. So the entities were Ukraine, Romania, and China. Roughly half of the $17 million was sent to Hunter Biden. So in June, uh, uh, Ziegler explained that over the course of the investigation, he discovered that the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, paid everyone involved $7 million. Yeah, yeah. And then there was uh, 3.1 from Romania, which is uh, one-third of their GDP. Uh, and then total transfers to Hunter Biden's business from CEFC, the Chinese company, $7 million. 
Now, we know that Gal Luft used to work with CEFC as an independent contractor, and he got paid, and he uh, knows all the details about Hunter Biden getting money from CEFC, and presumably he knows what Joe Biden gave the Chinese in return. That's why our crooked DOJ is going after that guy. Yeah. And I would... uh, 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 not be surprised if he uh, he showed up in custody uh, hanging from a bed sheet. That's just the way it works, you know. Again, just thinking out loud. This is Catherine Herridge talking to uh, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, whistleblower X about um, being blocked. Did you uncover evidence that President Biden financially benefited from his son's deals? I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Now, the reason why he doesn't feel comfortable is because for the last uh, five years or so, he's been blocked in every way, shape, or form and threatened from associating this case with Joe Biden, even though it was painfully obvious. Why is that? Anytime we potentially wanted to go down the road of asking questions related to the president, it was, that's going to take too much approvals. We can't Ah, ask those questions. And I mean, it created... It created an environment that was very hard to deal with. It's a politically sensitive case. Wouldn't it require additional approvals? Yes, I do understand that that aspect, but it would be like, well, let's think about it. Let's put that on the back burner. Yeah, nothing ever got done. They just shelved it, tabled it, the whole deal. Then uh, we get this. Uh, This is from a piece by Reese Gorman, agents barred from accessing the laptop. Now, you'll recall last year in March, the the deputy secretary of cybersecurity for the IRS was bought before Congress. And he said he had no idea where the laptop was. And that's when Matt Gaetz said, well, I'll just give you the hard drive right here. And he entered it into the congressional record. So the FBI is crooked as the day is long. They denied the laptop and then they wouldn't even let their agents look at it. That's why that jackweed last year said he had no idea where it was. And by the way, he lied to Congress. Internal Revenue Service Supervisor Gary Shapley yesterday uh, requested access to the laptop at a meeting with investigators when told they weren't going to be given the access to it as part of the investigation into Biden. A federal prosecutor on the Hunter Biden investigation, Leslie Wolf, not to be confused with Leslie Nope from Parks and Recreation, said it was because prosecutors decided not to give it to y'all. Shapley said in his testimony that the authenticity of Biden's laptop had been confirmed in 2019. So higher-ups at the FBI literally told the agents, you can't have access to the biggest piece of evidence involving uh, criminality by Joe Biden and his family. Isn't that just amazing? It is just amazing. Uh, here is um, uh, both, both uh, uh, Ziegler and... Uh, I believe uh, uh, Ziegler and uh, the other gentleman talking about the Hunter Biden felonies. In a letter to Congress, Mr. Weiss stated that he had been granted ultimate authority over this matter, but then later stated... I'm in Shapley and, and, uh, and, of course, Ziegler. In the same letter that his charging authority is geographically limited and that he would need a President Biden appointed U.S. attorney to partner with him in charging the case. Mr. Weiss stated that he he was making all decisions necessary to preserve the integrity of the prosecution consistent with federal law, the principles of federal prosecution, and departmental regulations. Now, uh, Weiss apparently was supposed to have had autonomy over the case, but it appears uh, not so much. Uh, All of the orders about the case, uh, everything from keeping people from looking at the laptop and whatnot, were dictated from Washington, D.C. In the Criminal Tax Manual, Chapter 10, found on the DOJ website, 
tax division policy states that cases involving indiv individuals who fail to file tax returns or pay a tax, but who also commit acts of evasion or obstruction, should be charged as felonies. Okay, so there you go. And that, that relates to the plea deal that Hunter is uh, allegedly getting because, uh, you know, he's, uh, the, the Biden, he's uh, Joe Biden's son. The tax case, they're going to do two misdemeanors. The gun case, they're going to give him a slap on the wrist. Uh, I'd make sure you have rubber gloves on when you touch his wrist because, you know, things could get messy. Here's Gary Shapley talking about every way the DOJ and the IRS helped Hunter Biden. At every stage, decisions were made that benefited the subject of this investigation. For example, prosecutors concealed contents of Hunter Biden's laptop from investigators. Okay, I gotcha. DOJ slow walk steps to include interviews, serving document requests, and executing search warrants. Gotcha, okay, gotcha. That. Warrants that were ready as early as April of 2020, wow. but were delayed until after the November, November 2020 election. And now. Oh, well, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Were pursued. Investigators were not allowed to follow up on WhatsApp messages from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud. Uh, that was the one where uh, 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 Hunter wrote uh, this uh, Chinese businessman that Joe Biden was sitting next to him and you better pay up or you're going to be in trouble. Remember that? Remember that? Well, the FBI, they wanted to find the cell phone data so they could tell where Joe and Hunter were. And it would prove that Joe Biden was in the room or not. And the FBI uh, put it, they nixed it. Up where he suggested he was sitting next to his father. Yep. Assistant United States Attorney Leslie Wolf cited the optics of executing a search warrant at President Biden's residence as a decision. But they had no optics concerned when it came to Donald Trump and the historical raid of Mar-a-Lago by jackbooted thugs. Hiding factor for not allowing it, even though she agreed that probable cause existed. Yeah, she agreed that probable cause existed, but probable cause only exists when Republicans are being investigated. Prosecutors instructed investigators not to ask about the big guy. Or well, don't ask about the big guy because it might be somebody, you know, some, some, who, I don't know who they're talking about. Dad, when conducting interviews. The Biden transition team was tipped off about interviews the night before the investigation went over. The fact my FBI counterpart confirmed to this committee in a recent testimony. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. We all know it. We all get it. And it's kind of funny because uh, uh, the Democrats just basically went after the IRS whistleblowers, uh, not even caring about all the malfeasance uh, evidenced by the evidence. We can conclude that this Inspector Clouseau-style quest for something that doesn't exist has turned our committee into a theater of the absurd, an exercise in futility and embarrassment. Now, that's actually just you as a human being. Seems to be a new level of hypocrisy here. We are here today. Oh, my God, is that Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez? Oh, my God, she's awesome. Because Donald Trump is exerting an influence campaign. <laughs> it's Donald Trump! I know the American people are <gasps> confused because... We're all confused what we're doing here. Not oh, I, I think you are confused just by being in Congress. I think that's very confusing and perplexing to you. All right, so coming up, a little bit more on this. Uh, I got some uh, audio from Alan Dershowitz last night on Newsmax. Some very interesting stuff. And also, a Democrat, uh, freshman Dan Goldman, decided he'd hot try his hand at uh, questioning the IRS officials, and he actually proved the Republicans' point. That's on the way. If you guys want to call 800-922-6680, let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and uh, yesterday a couple of... Uh, 
couple of very sharp IRS whistleblowers. There are a lot of whistleblowers on the uh, Biden administration because Joe Biden and his family are so bloody corrupt and have been for decades. And everybody gets it. Everybody knows it's a punchline for crying out loud. And no amount of caterwauling by uh, uh, Jamie Raskin, who's still wearing the do rag. Uh, and I'm glad, you know, he's healthy and everything. But honestly, a patriotic do rag doesn't make you a patriot. Uh, uh, Jamie Raskin from. Uh, from uh, Maryland, you're an embarrassment, Jamie. You're an embarrassment. Um, here, uh, let me see. I got a little audio here that I want to share with you. Get a couple phone calls because we got a ton of phone calls coming in. Um, here is Representative uh, Dan Goldman, and Dan Goldman is a freshman, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna become famous and everything, and he's gonna he's gonna get right up there with AOC and all the other geniuses. And Dan Goldman is a former federal prosecutor, name made his name as a lead counsel in the first Trump impeachment, which of course failed, bumbled into tying Joe Biden to Hunter's foreign business deal, contradicting Joe Biden's years-long claims that he never discussed with Hunter his foreign business deals. So here's the guy who failed in the first impeachment attempt because it was a joke, failing once again. And you testified that he said to, to that Hunter told his dad, according to Rob Walker, quote, I may be trying to start a company or try to do something with these guys. Now, let me ask you something. So this is Joe Biden stopping by a lunch with CEFC Communist Party officials in Washington, D.C. That's what happened. That doesn't sound much like Joe Biden was involved in whatever Hunter Biden was doing with the CEFC if Hunter Biden is telling him that he's trying to do business with them, does it? Now, this is uh, Gary Shapley's response, which is an epic mic drop. No, but it does show that he said he told his father he was trying to do business, and he was okay. talking. Well, to that his is true. Hunter Biden does try to do business. That's correct. Wow, he had to give it up. He had to. Well, that is true. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, what's Joe Biden's favorite ice cream? Uh, next. So you don't not only have no direct evidence connecting Joe Biden. Wow, nice try, buddy. I mean, that was a really nice try, but wow. I bet you got a good talking to after uh, after the hearings. Let's go to Mike in Richmond, Virginia. Mike, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hi, Rob. Um, I take a backseat to no one in my contempt for the Biden crime family. Having yes. said that, God forbid that the Secret Service would testify or provide evidence of any type against the first family. Because their mission, I know they have guns and I know they have badges, but their job is not law enforcement. Their job is to protect the president and his family. And if they lose that trust, if the president feels he has to watch every word and everything and, and he's being uh, inspected by the Secret Service on a full-time basis, he loses the trust and he eliminates their ability to protect him. And okay. think about, too, now, uh, there's accusations that some uh, emails or texts were deleted by the Secret Service during January 6th. That was proper. Their job will never, must never be to provide any evidence against a president. All right, Mike. They cannot protect him if they're in a controversial adversarial position with the first family. What if the president murders somebody? Well, they'll have to get their evidence somewhere else. But let's let's okay. be honest, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. 
Well, I, I'll, uh, I'll take your word for it, um, but I, I believe they were in charge of the investigation and they found the cocaine. Um, as far as being an investigative branch, uh, I would have to ask someone uh, who has been a Secret Service agent, but uh, someone found cocaine and the Secret Service was put in charge of the investigation. And somehow, some way, the cocaine got blown up. So I, I do appreciate the phone call. Um, there was an investigation. The uh, Secret Service did the investigation, presumably to find out why the cocaine was there, who brought the cocaine. They chose to just blow up the evidence. So, uh, you know, if you know a Secret Service agent or you are one, give us a call, 800-922-6680. I still say it's a cover-up. That's just what I think, and I believe I'm right, because I'm right about a lot of this stuff. In fact, all of it. Let's take a break. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. They treated it as a biological entity and for some reason destroyed it because, uh, you know, to me it just seems like they would go in there with the hazmat suits on, put it in a protective bag, take it to a lab for analysis, but instead apparently they blew the thing up. Um, it's just it's just a complete joke and a nightmare. Now, uh, somebody blew up the cocaine. Somebody decided that even though it tested positive for cocaine in the White House, that they would just blow it up because, I don't know, maybe they just thought the cocaine would blow up because it happens all the time. Or maybe they were just whoever. I don't know if it's Secret Service. Everybody's pointing to the Secret Service. But, uh, but somebody blew up the evidence. This is Dan Bongino talking about it on Newsmax. When you go in the West Wing, right, it's totally different than the East Wing. The West Wing is a limited access area. The East Wing is large. They do tours. Thousands of people go through there, okay? Ushers, staff, whatever. The West Wing is limited access, even more limited access on the weekend. Over on your left, you'll see a place where Bill Clinton had sex with an intern. And not that many people can get... And over there is another place that Joe Biden had sex with an intern. Tours, it's really hard. So there's probably... Watch your step, it's a little slippery there. Less than 200 people who could have left this cocaine. By the way, in a bag, which is plastic, which is non-porous, meaning it's probably not that hard to pull a latent print. They gotta know who did it. Yeah, you think that's kind of what it sounds like. I don't know who blew it up, but it sounds like the uh, Secret Service was trying to cover it up. Uh, this is uh, the main uh, focus of the Secret Service. Counter-critical criminal threats to the U.S. financial system through criminal investigations <clears throat> and network intrusion responses. Support our protective mission through investigation of threats and safeguarding leaders. That would be the part where they prevent the president from going boom boom locations and national security events today the secret service midget is twofold protection of the president vice president and others and investigations into crimes against the financial infrastructure of the united states and then i go to the official uh, secret service uh, website and it says one of the things they do is forensic expertise we are home to forensic expert analysis who employ advanced investigative and technological capabilities Capabilities in support of the Secret Service, integrated mission, and law enforcement partners. What a bunch of corporate nonsense gobbledygook. This is uh, Jim Gossett. Secret Service man. The Secret Service has no explanation. Why did they shut down their investigation? <laughs> Not like they 
really tried. Nah, it's obvious they've lied. They were protecting the president. It's another whitewash from the White House. We bullets and testimony. Secret service men. Secret service men. Cover up for Hunter. That had to be their plan. No fingerprints, no video, they tell us. It's a flimsy story they can't sell us. Hell, we must blow this up. Just like the FBI, they help out the big guy. Don't call it the big guy. Credibility, they don't have any. Everybody gets it. Secret service men. Secret service men. A bigger load of BS. There has never been. Let's go to Charlie in West Virginia. Wild and wonderful. Charlie, how you doing, man? Hello, Charlie. I don't know about wild and wonderful right now, Rob. <laughs> I know, bro. What's going on? Well, I'm 44 years old, so I'm kind of in the generation that I've heard all these wonderful things that you've talked about. Millennials. So far, but yeah. I've been following politics for probably 30 years now, and I remember all of these committee meetings that we've had over the years. Let's start with Clinton. Let's yeah. start with the debacle of the favors that happened in the Oval Office yeah. and the committee that grilled him and grilled him and all his statements that he said he didn't do it, then he said he did do it. Where's the repercussions for that? I know. Where's the repercussions for Trey Gowdy uh, with the whole Benghazi debacle, there's no repercussions that come out of these committees. So what's the point in spending our tax dollars, wasting more of our dollars, just to have, what, empty out the air out the dirty water over the air, over the uh, over TV? Who cares? Start holding these people's feet to the fire. Oh, I agree. And and this was actually trending earlier in the week because it's all nice and everything. But uh, but unless you actually do something about it, then who the hell cares? I, I get it. That's why I said yesterday, I said, uh, why in the hell has Joe Biden not been um, impeached yet? It took a month for Donald Trump to get impeached. Nobody was worried about what would happen. Nobody worried about any, any repercussions. They just did it. And this time, we have proof of something. The impeachment of the two impeachments of Donald Trump had nothing. They didn't have anything. This is what Jesse uh, Waters said the other day. This is after I said that day that uh, when is Congress actually going to do something with the material they get out of these hearings? We get screwed, then we have a hearing. Nothing happens. We get screwed again. We have a hearing. Nothing happens. Same thing with Benghazi. They just got these guys to sign NDAs, and it just goes away. Hillary the Justice plans Department. We okay. don't have the Justice Department. You refer Department. to the Justice Department. We're investigating the Justice Department, and then they laugh at us. Okay, then DeSantis gets elected. We literally have people who say, well, you're not going to get anywhere looking at the, at the uh, corruption of the Justice Department because the Justice Department is in charge of the investigation. Do you see how screwed we are unless we start cutting oh. the heads off of these agencies, Charlie? Don't I ever. Now, here's, here's one thing I don't understand. And I remember somebody saying this when they, they were trying the whole impeachment for the first time of Donald Trump, is if they had no collective evidence through the whole investigation, this is called treason. 
Why yes. do we not have investigations for treason against the, head, the the chief commander of our country? Charlie, when you look at the fact that Joe Biden made millions of dollars from our adversaries, uh, what he did was uh, treasonous. It, it absolutely was. And one of the reasons why they're going after Gal Luft, the former CEFC affiliate associate, is because... Uh, Gal Luft has the information that shows what Joe Biden did. It will show Joe Biden's quid pro quo to our enemies, uh, be, which, by the way, would be treasonous. It's very true. These bunch of tyrants. I pray, and, I, and I've heard, I've heard you talk about your uh, the way you grew up and your divine intervention that God gave you. But I am a, uh, uh, a uh, Sunday school preacher at our Baptist church, and I pray that God will lay his hand on this and be done with it. And it, it, look, all this sin is going to come to an end one day. Whether we're called home or raptured home or if that happens now, it's going to come to an end. But I just, I, it's so mind boggling to see if we have to sit back as an Americans. And to be kicked in the teeth day in and day out while they've had their parties and they're, you know, down in D.C., it's a whole different world. Straight. It's going to come to an end. It's got to. Brother, it's not that 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 uh, payment needs to happen in this life and then they can face it in the in the afterworld. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of SOBs in Washington, D.C., and you said it perfectly. We're tired of getting our feet kicked in. Our teeth kicked in. We're tired of it. We're sick and tired of every damn day being told how racist or how whatever we are, and we're struggling to put food on the damn table. And then we see $200 billion going to Ukraine, and then you see Joe Biden and his family getting $50 million from our enemies, and Joe Biden buying multi-million dollar mansions on a Senate salary, and Washington, D.C., and people like Nancy Pelosi entering office worth a few million dollars, and now we're worth $300 million. We're just done. Charlie, we're done. Aren't we done? The revolution, yeah, that, that it will be, a, it's a peaceful revolution, but it's going to turn this crap over. It's coming from America's heartland. It's coming from America's small towns who have had their, kicked, their teeth kicked in by these jerks in Washington, D.C., Charlie. So I appreciate, yeah. you know what? This is, a good, this is about good and evil. This is about good and evil. Uh, the Democrat Party has bedded down with evil. I used to say they were just, they were intellectually and morally bankrupt. Now I know that the people at the head of the Democrat Party are in bed with evil. Charlie, I appreciate the phone call. Here's what, here's what Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat, says about her Democrat Party and why she's no longer a member. There are actually a lot of Democrats across the country who, uh, like me, feel that today's Democratic Party is completely out of touch with the people. We have the Democrat elite, oh, people in the Biden administration pushing this nonsense, saying things like, hey, the government should be responsible for raising your children, not you as parents. They are pushing things like censorship of any speech that they don't like. Transgender surgery for children. They're pushing open borders. They're pushing favoring criminals over victims. The list of their insanity goes on and on and on. I was a Democrat my entire adult life up until a few months ago because of their insanity. I could no longer associate myself with them. And so they have created this position for themselves where voters are looking elsewhere. And I, I just got to say, you know, you mentioned no labels in Joe Manchin. The Democrats are terrified 
of this, and I think it's... Joe Manchin has no shot at ever becoming president. Laughable and arrogant that they're saying, oh, well, how dare he be a spoiler? I wish he would. I wish that Joe Manchin would run on a third-party ticket because it wouldn't be enough to draw anything except for uh, the Democrat Party. That's it. Cornell West, Cornell West doesn't mean anything. Even Democrats think he's a lunatic. What they're really afraid of is that so many people are going to Donald Trump. They are. Uh, people who, like, for instance, uh, uh, black people in living in inner cities. And Donald Trump said last time, he said, he said uh, how much worse can it get? Vote for me. I mean, how much worse can it, you know, can, can, it, can I do worse? Turns out things got much worse under Joe Biden. A lot of those people are saying, you know what? I think we're done with the Democrat Party in 50 years of BS. 50 years of promising the world and then the day after the election leaving money on the dresser, getting up and leaving. That's what Democrats have done. That's where they are. Uh, let's go to Steve in Columbia, Maryland. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the Rob Carson hey, Show. How you doing? I'm glorious, brother. What's up? Hey, uh, just so that what the one caller said about uh, the Secret Service, the Secret Service has two divisions. One's an agent and the other's an enforcer. And about the, uh, the Democratic Party, think it is. Nancy Pelosi, six months before the election, decided that we had to have mail-in elections. Yep. She didn't even have the time to allow things to go through its course. She was setting it up. They're setting stuff up. It's way out. You've got to think ahead of the game because they're going to be hard to catch. I know, brother. Thanks for the phone call. And look, the, the biggest and the worst thing about all of this is they told us for two years we couldn't have an opinion on things. And the reason why they did it is because they wanted to shut down the truth. The truth about the FBI, the DOJ, the truth about uh, Russia collusion, which is always a hoax. I predicted the day that it was announced that it was a hoax. Donald Trump was never colluding with Russia. It made no sense. Hillary Clinton had already been bought and paid for. Don't believe me? Look at where the money came into her charity that founded or, uh, that, uh, that folded after she lost the election. The FBI was then involved in the 2020 covering up Hunter Biden. We know that the Democrats blew up COVID to, uh, to usher in new election rules, to usher in cheating. And if you don't believe me, I, I, got, I got some new information, although you may have heard about this. The New York Times says that 30% of COVID deaths were not from COVID. And then I got another article from, uh, from CBS that I looked up this morning from 2020. And it is one of the agencies that blew up the death toll to scare people. Scare them into staying home. Scare them into voting uh, uh, by, uh, by uh, 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 mail-in or drop boxes. That's what it was. But you couldn't say anything about it because the federal government, working with the deep state, including many Republicans, used the virus, used the virus to usher in all sorts of stuff, including absolutely shutting down the First Amendment and helping to throw an election. Yeah. It, it's real. I mean, there's, it's all the evidence is there. Uh, Joe Scarborough, call me. You want to debate? Bring it. Any Democrat you want, call me, debate me now on the facts. I will break you down because I pay attention and I'm not afraid to say that my opinion is guaranteed by the First Amendment. My opinion has never been misinformation or disinformation, and neither has yours. But by God, they tried to do that, didn't they? All right. I'm going to calm down a little. Come back. We've got much more, as well as your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's The Rob Carson Show.
had a speech last night for the uh, local, a local chapter of Convention Estates and um, had about 100, 150 people there, and they all got tickets online with Eventbrite. And uh, it's kind of funny because they got hacked, and some leftists or uh, whatever, Democrat Party operatives, whatever, uh, tried to go online like they do with conservative events and gather up all the tickets, even though they're not planning on going. And they did it 3,000 times. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Oh, my God. I'm on the radar. I'm on the radar. Oh, my God. I love it. I love the fact that I'm on the radar. This just makes my day. So, uh, But it's not going to make me be quiet. And uh, we had a wonderful speech last night. I spoke for about an hour and a half. I know me speaking for an hour and a half. But I uh, shared a lot of the comedy that I wrote and uh, hopefully expressed a story of optimism about the future of the country. Uh, one of the many things that I uh, espouse is a convention of states. That's what I would like to see happen. They're about 15 states away from that um, because uh, we need to uh, exorcise the deep state. We need to uh, blow up the deep state. We need to get rid of the heads of these agencies, and we need to downsize government gigantically. And there's a couple ways you can do that. One of them is a convention of states which will take a very long time. And I'm not saying we should not do that. The other way is to uh, elect Donald Trump. That's it. And I'm not saying it to, you know, you're, you're a shill for Trump. No, I do believe that's the only way. Because he was the president. He knows where the bodies are buried. He knows who stabbed him in the back. He knows who was loyal. He knows who he needs to bring into the administration. And he said he's going to blow up the deep state. And more than any time in our lives... I think you'd have to agree. Our federal government is more corrupt than it has ever been. So bad that it makes countries like Venezuela look uh, modern and uh, fair. It's really pathetic. And remember what they did to us during COVID? Place trying really hard right now that if any of us who happened to be practicing in California. This is Dr. Robert Malone. He was called a, a COVID vaccine denier. Yeah say anything contrary to the approved narrative yeah our licenses will be automatically pulled by state law yeah that happened you're an expert you were on the task force you were part of this this effort when you were in the previous administration and you're saying in this administration that you can't rule out the fact that our government was lying to us when they told us the vaccinated could not get the virus Weird. government told us that the vaccinated couldn't transmit That's it true, was that yeah. a lie or was that a guess i think it was hope Hope. That the vaccine would work in that way. This is important for the country to know. Yeah. So when I asked the hope. question, when the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it, and I asked you if it was a guess or a lie, you said you don't know. You said you think it was hope. So what we do know is it wasn't the truth. We only measured for symptomatic disease. So we weren't proactive. That's Deborah Burks, by the way. She's the one who wear the scarves. New York Times are reporting that 30% of COVID deaths were not from COVID. Why is that? Well, they wanted to blow up the number. And, and I would love to hear from somebody who worked in a hospital, a doctor, a nurse, a coroner, who got more money, who got more money for putting COVID on the death certificate. There's one person in my life, my mother's friend died of Alzheimer's. His son said, oh, he never got tested. They just put it on the death certificate. So the hospital to get more money. Yeah, 30% of COVID deaths were not related to COVID-19. I said this in the height of the pandemic. I said people who were getting shot and people who died in a, in a motorcycle accident were having this put on their death certificates so the, the hospital could make more money. And they made a bleep 
ton of money. And they got money for diagnosing COVID, and they got money for for uh, treating it. Uh, and they got even if the person came with a broken ankle, they could get the money for it. I've got more on this coming up. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and the number is 800-922-6680. If you would like to uh, comment about anything we're discussing today, they're having a... uh, hearing on the weaponization of government and how the federal government's 70 letter agencies uh, worked with and uh, coerced social media to some degree, although they went along quite easily uh, because most of those in charge at, at Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitter were all leftists, so they had no trouble uh, censoring people. But RFK Jr. was there, and he's been known for speaking the truth about vaccines and things like that. I actually lost my YouTube account for a while because I posted a truthful video about vaccines that RFK Jr. did. <clears throat> Today during the hearings, this representative uh, Stacy Plaskett, who is uh, from the Virgin Islands, although she hasn't been back in a while. Uh, it's an old joke. Anyway, uh, she began her opening statement saying that uh, Kennedy, um, uh, that COVID was targeted to specifically attack Caucasians and blacks and went on to claim Kennedy advised black Americans not to receive vaccines, among other things, because she's an idiot. And she uh, basically spent the first few minutes of her her uh, her uh, introduction uh, maligning uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Here is um, this is Thomas Massey. Um, responding uh, and getting ready to uh, ask questions of RFK Jr. where he uh, is able to actually answer the the idiot who uh, said all the bad things about him. But suggesting that there's more material that needs to be censored. This is a hearing on censorship that began with an effort, with a formal motion from the other side of the aisle to censor Mr. Kennedy. Wow. They do not want him to speak. Yet that is the topic of this hearing. They have kept him from speaking. A collusion between the government and private organizations. Mr. Kennedy, in your opening statement, you um, introduced us to this word malinformation. Can you tell us more about this made up word what it means. You mean disinformation, disinformation also, uh, well, originally called disinformatia by Joseph Stalin in 1923? And some of the uh, things that you've tr- said or tried to say that you've been censored for that's been characterized as malinformation. Pretty much everything. Yes, Congressman Assey. And if, if, it, if by your leave, I'd like to just respond Please. briefly uh, to some of the, uh, what I would call defamations that have been uh, just applied to me by the ranking member. See, Stacey Plaskett is an idiot. And if you don't believe me, listen to her talk. All right? That's, that's one of the things that I say when I say, you know, you think 2020 was fair? You say the 2020 was not fair? Well, why not? And I always say, because I'm stupid. Or because I'm not stupid. <laughs> I slept Go ahead. Somebody, meaty manners will grab that. But uh, because I'm not stupid. Uh, do you believe that, uh, you know, a Russia collusion was a hoax? Yeah, I do, because it was, uh, I'm not stupid. And, and basically, uh, Stacey Plaskett, when you, when you ask, you know, do you, do, how do I know that she is stupid? It's not because I'm not stupid. It's because uh, just listen to her talk. 
See, you'll find that same way with uh, you know. There's some other people: AOC, uh, Joy Behar, uh, 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 the mayor of New York City. You know those people. If you don't think they're stupid, just listen to them talk. Back to RFK Jr. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you about my opinions on these issues. What you, the, what you have stated and tried to associate me with uh, through guilt by association is simply inaccurate. Virtually everything, every statement that you just made about me is inaccurate. I have never advised black Americans not to receive vaccines. At one point you say I'm anti-vax and that's a bad thing. The other thing, the <laughs> other moment you point out that all my children are vax. I fact, I'm fully compliant with the vaccine schedule myself, except for COVID. I, I, I took flu vaccines for 20 years straight. I have never been anti-vax. I have never told any, I have never told the public avoid vaccination. The only thing I've asked for, and my views are constantly misrepresented so that the truth of what I believe is not, we're not allowed to have a conversation with, about that with the American people, which I believe vaccines should be tested. And what else were we not able to talk about? Well, the election of 2020, Russia collusion, uh, you know, uh, vaccine protocols, uh, school closures, business closures, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, couldn't say anything bad about it. CRT, CRT, you used to not be able to say that CRT even existed. And, and if you did say anything about CRT, the left literally would tell you that CRT, that CRT is not being taught in schools. Seriously, forever, forever. I've got a little, uh, let me see if I can find this here. Uh, I've got a... Uh, uh, yeah, here it is. This is this is a little montage of uh, of what it used to be. CRT originally, the left was saying it's not being taught in school. What are you talking about? And when the truth got out that CRT was being taught in schools, they just decided to embrace it. And when Republicans said that CRT is bad, then they decided to call everybody racist for uh, for maligning CRT. You see, here's the uh, CRT montage. Critical race theory. It's an approach to teaching of American history and civics that argues systemic racism is woven into American law and institutions. Critical race theory is not being taught um, in K-12 schools. None of those states are teaching critical race theory in their K-12 schools, man. But it doesn't exist. Yeah, there you go. That's about three, four years ago. Uh, CRT was not being taught. Here's Michael Steele. He sold his soul to MSNBC and somebody who lives uh, way down. There are sixth graders not being taught critical race theory. Critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or middle school or now if you uh, get rid of crt in elementary schools you're a racist high schools it's taught in law school critical race theory which isn't real just to be clear it's not it's not in the curriculum all the crt stuff is trumped up dog whistling we do not teach critical race theory here in virginia it has never been taught really really yeah well it's being taught everywhere everybody knows it let's uh, fast forward to the montage racist or not and there you go so they originally said that critical race theory wasn't big, and then originally they said the vaccine wouldn't uh, would prevent you from getting the uh, virus, and then they said, well, yeah, it won't prevent you from getting the virus, but it'll keep you from transmitting the virus, and then they knew that was wrong. So finally they just settled on, it'll make your symptoms better. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Do you, do you see what I'm doing here? And then we find out, and I mentioned the, uh, the New York Times, now admitting that 30% of vaccine deaths, they were uh, actually, they died of something else. 
I said this in the middle of it. I said, and 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 Robert Redfield, the former uh, CDC director under Donald Trump, he said there was a per- perverse incentive to diagnose and treat COVID, and then there became a perverse incentive to just offer vaccines as a treatment instead of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, even though they were showed to work beautifully. They eliminated COVID in Uttar Pradesh. It is a province in India that has more people than the United States of America, and they wiped it out. And Anthony Fauci and Big Pharma insisted that ivermectin was horse medicine and hydroxychloroquine was unproven, even though everybody in the country of Africa gets a regimen of hydroxychloroquine every year to prevent malaria. And look at the numbers for COVID coming out of Africa. Almost non-existent. You know where most people died? In the good old USA, where you couldn't do anything about it. But go to the hospital, get on a respirator where you had an 85% chance of dying, or waiting for a vaccine. That was it. Man, did we get hosed or what? This is why one of my big applause lines last night, I said, I wanted to see uh, Nuremberg trials for those who were in charge of Wuhan. And I got applause. Oh, my God. So we find out that 30% of deaths in New York City were not attributed to COVID. It was a lie. Then you see this story from ABC or no, CBS. I looked this up this morning. This is May of 2020 when I was, that was the first month that I said, COVID is bullcrap. It's being used to inspire fear. And then it became the summer of 2020. And you can tell 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. That's what I said while it was happening. New York City death toll from the coronavirus may be thousands of fatalities worse, thousands of uh, fatalities worse than the tally kept by the city and state. This is CBS in 2020. Some of these excess fatalities could be COVID-19 deaths that went unaccounted because a person died at home or without medical providers realizing they were infected. It also might represent a ripple effect of the health crisis. Public fear over contracting the virus and the enormous strain on hospitals might have led to delays in people seeking or receiving life-saving care. What happened to the refrigerated body trucks from all the people who were dying? What happened to the body pits from people who died of COVID who had to go to work at Walmart? Or maybe you were just lied to. I'm going to go with the second because of all the evidence. Yeah, that's 2020. But the good news is your government that loves you and takes care of you has finally uh, cut off the flow of taxpayer monies to the Wuhan lab that made the virus and released it on the world. And I could say that now because I'm not being censored anymore. And because everybody knows the damn virus came from the damn lab. And the FBI, Christopher Ray, even said, oh, yeah, we knew it came from the lab a long time ago. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. So they're cutting off the funding <laughs> to the Wuhan lab finally. After they created a virus, unleashed it on us, and then... Joe Biden, who's getting millions and millions of dollars from China, did nothing about it, did nothing to find out where the virus came from. And now that we know it came from China, he sends over, you know, Janet Yellen and John Kerry. And they, uh, you know, they tell uh, Xi Jinping to drop trow and bend over and they each grab one cheek and just go then they pulled it right back up again and went on as usual. 
This is uh, Rand Paul talking to Eric Bowling the other night about uh, Anthony Fauci. You know, about a year ago, I sent a letter to the attorney general asking for the prosecution of Anthony Fauci for lying to Congress. He did. It's a felony to lie to Congress. It can be as much as five years in prison. About a year ago, he came before my committee and he said, absolutely not. The NIH or his particular part of the NIH, the NAID, yes. did not send funds for gain-of-function research in Wuhan. But they did. Meaning research where you juice up and combine viruses that become more dangerous. And these are viruses that are not found in nature. And he said, we didn't do it. Well, just this last week, we got more information. There's a host of information saying he did do it. But now we have in his own words an email from February, there the first go. week in February in 2020. And that's all you need to know. Where he summarizes And it. that's all you need to know. So we find out after it's over that they overestimate the deaths. That's a fact. That's a fact. People who are texting me or, or, or emailing me, it's just a fact. It's the news. Yeah, yeah. So coming up, we've got to Joe Rogan. He says that he knows why Jeffrey Epstein had a picture of Bill Clinton in a blue dress in his house. Then also, the number of people in New York smoking the Sweet Mary Jane. And uh, Travis King, the soldier who uh, defected to North Korea, we've got some information on that. This is the Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. New bumper music. It's a group called Hugo. The song is called Bread and Butter. And yes, the rest of the song is as cool as the beginning. <laughs> Come on! All right, so yeah, Hugo is the uh, is the guy is H U G O, and uh, it's one of the groups that I've discovered um, that I'm adding the music because it's just good. There's, there is a lot of good music being made right now. I know, you know, it's it's funny. I see this morning, you know, uh, what was it? Matt Gates went to the premiere of the Barbie movie, right? And uh, he got all sorts of heat for going to the Barbie movie premiere. And you're like, you know what, guys? I hate to tell you this. I know there are a lot of people in Hollywood that hate, and there are some people that I, I don't go see their movies because, you know, I don't agree with their politics. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a really miserable life if you give up music and you give up movies and you give up TV because you're so afraid that somebody doesn't agree with your politics. I mean, if it's blatant, obviously, if somebody's going to say something that is untrue or very left of center or obscene, sure, sure. But honestly, uh, you know, so I went to see Barbie. It, it, who cares about the movie? It's just a movie, all right? I'm going to go see Oppenheimer. Just found out from my son. We're going to see it today. So uh, it's three hours. We're going to see the IMAX. And it's a story of Robert Oppenheimer, the, uh, the guy who uh, created the atom bomb. And, uh, and I've heard it's amazing. I've heard it's amazing. Uh, by the way, um, Charlie Kirk, is, he, he put together TPUSA. He's an amazing guy. He predicted that uh, DeSantis' campaign would slip and Ramaswamy would move up. And according to a poll, and this is just preliminary stuff. I'm not meaning to crap anybody's parade. But uh, Kaplan Strategies asked the question, if the 2024 re presidential re uh, Republican presidential primary were held today, who would you vote for? Uh, number one, it's Donald Trump, 48%. Uh, number two, tied with Ron DeSantis, is Vivek Ramaswamy. 
Chris Christie is still there. Mike Benz drops way back. Nikki Haley still only has three. Asia Hutchinson has nothing. So who knows? Who knows? A lot of things can happen. A lot of things can happen. I don't think that Ron DeSantis saying that Donald Trump could have done more about January the 6th when he couldn't uh, helped him very much. Because to me, it it just showed that he was another GOP uh, candidate smelling blood in the water and trying to get rid of Donald Trump. And it, it didn't it rubbed people the very wrong way. Uh, basically, everybody said, uh, uh, you know, listen, uh, it's very clear that Donald Trump is uh, the target of a witch hunt. It's very clear to everybody who is a Republican, even even Kevin McCarthy. They know that this has been a witch hunt from day one. Seven years of misery for not only Donald Trump, but the people who support him for just supporting him. And so people didn't take it the right way. This is uh, Donald Trump Jr. talking about uh, Ron DeSantis uh, last night, Donald Trump Jr. And uh, he was asked about the the donor class and uh, Ron DeSantis campaign. Prior to him um, announcing his presidential bid, a lot of conservatives, I think, kind of viewed him as the heir apparent in 2028. So why do you think he decided to challenge your father and, and jeopardize that? Well, I, I think that's sort of the, the never Trump billionaire donor movement, right? The people who, you know, they say they're for America, but, you know, if they can get their widget for half a cent cheaper by getting it from China, that's their guy. You know, the people who are all in on the Ukraine war, uh, the billionaire donor class, they don't align with America first. They're yeah, not with true. the hardworking blue collar men and women that my father was fighting for. And you saw that, right? You saw the interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox. He took a, you know, a Trump light, let's call it, approach on Ukraine. And then two days later, well, I changed my mind because I got a phone <laughs> call from, you know, one of umpteen billionaire donors who want to control their president. And we've seen that this is a man that doesn't have those convictions. Well, we'll see. We will see. We will see. Uh, Joe Rogan, I, I, uh, I like Joe Rogan. You know, um, I, I think he's, he speaks like the common man. Um, I think he makes some great points, and he has made some headlines. He is really shaking things up because a lot of people listen to him. He, I would venture to say he's a libertarian, maybe slightly left libertarian. But he said some amazing things, and it's reached a very big audience. And I have no doubt that his influence is changing the minds of millennials and even Gen Z in some ways because he recognizes truth and he recognizes BS, right? Now, remember when Jeffrey Epstein was, uh, they raided his apartment after he died, and they, they, you know, uh, they found this painting, and it was Bill Clinton in a blue dress right in the entryway. And uh, Joe, Bill Clinton flew on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's plane 26 times and uh, denied going to his pedophile island. But he was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Here's what Joe Rogan says, the reason why that painting was there. Why do you think Epstein had that? giant painting of bill clinton in a dress in his foyer let's move forward here and he, he will say it president who was on the flight logs 26 times yeah with epstein yes and you got that guy in a f- dress in your house okay i'm you- dumb i'm sorry dude i'm officially dumb because i've known about that picture yeah and i've just been like why would anybody yeah, want why would anybody want that why that is i got you just to like hey yeah that's i got you Okay, so Joe Rogan is saying, this is Jeffrey Epstein saying, I've got you, B-word, to Bill Clinton. Meaning that Epstein has the goods on Clinton. And this is the way of him showing everybody that uh, Bill Clinton flew on the Lolita Express, probably made a, made a flyover or spent a weekend at Pedophile Island, and Jeffrey Epstein had the goods on him. That is terrifying. That's terrifying. Imagine if... I knew some horrible dark secrets about you, 
and you came over my house, and I have a giant painting of you right when you walk into the front door? Wow. I don't know. It's a theory. It's a theory. Coming up, uh, you won't believe how many New Yorkers are getting high. I think the mayor is because, you know, his decision-making ability and a faux abduction that will make you laugh out loud. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. Brandon's out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is Elise Stefanik talking on Capitol Hill today in the uh, government weaponization uh, testimony. And the American people are smart. They know that this was not a hack and dump. This was illegal government censorship to talking about Hunter's laptop. protect and prop up Joe Biden on the eve of the 2020 election. And according to polling, of people who were now made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story, 53% would have changed their vote, including 61% of Democrats. So do you agree that the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story was determinative in the 2020 election, Ms. Morris? Yeah, there are various polls that say that, um, that there would have been a change in the outcome of the election, and obviously it's Ms. Morris with uh, Breitbart. And on the Newsmax hotline, we have somebody who I really enjoy watching. She is Carolyn Levitt. She is not only a Newsmax contributor, spokesperson for Make America Great Again, Inc., and uh, she's here. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for saying that. I enjoy listening to you, so thank you. Carolyn, that means a lot to me because, or Caroline, I should say, I, I really appreciate that because I, I respect what you do as uh, as a pundit, and and I really, I'm really glad when I see you on Newsmax, and uh, it's just that means a lot to me. So thank you, thank you very much. Uh, let me ask you this, Carolyn. Uh, you know, I'm kind of watching this this hearing on the fly this morning, um, but as far as uh, as far as what the F, uh, the IRS, the FBI did um, in uh, 2020 and beyond. Um, where, how are you feeling about not only the testimony that's happened in the last couple of weeks, but how it, uh, how how can you possibly defend that the election was free and fair and that Joe Biden is in the White House legally? Well, you can't. If you're looking this, at this objectively, and if you have two brain cells to rub together, which frankly a lot of the Democrats don't appear to have these days, but if you yes. are looking at this through an objective lens, right, it's very, very clear that the federal government colluded with the Biden campaign at the time and the DCCC and the Democrat Party to censor and silence the Hunter Biden laptop story. And it absolutely, undoubtedly, as Congress Stefanik, Congresswoman Stefanik just pointed out in the cut that you played, it undoubtedly changed the impact of the 2020 election. Now, Rob, I was working as an assistant press secretary in the Trump White House in October of 2020. I remember the day, the minute that the Hunter Biden laptop story was posted on the New York Post. And I remember within hours they were taken down. They were taken off of Twitter and the the DCCC, the Biden campaign, all of the Democrats and the mainstream media pushed that it was Russian disinformation like clockwork. A lot of those people, by the way, still have not apologized or admitted that they were wrong and that they were not journalists at the time, but rather left-wing stenographers for the Democrat Party. And now here we are today. We have the facts. We've seen the 1023 form. We have whistleblowers courageously coming forward to testify on Capitol Hill to say that they were faced with roadblock after roadblock, to use the words of Joseph 
Joseph Ziegler himself in this investigation into Hunter and Joe's corruption. And the Democrats still don't care. They don't want to talk about the substance. They're pointing the finger at Republicans saying, we're the threats to democracy. Are you kidding me? How about the guy that set up 20 shell companies when he was vice president to sell out our democracy and our national security? So we are living in, again, this two-tier system of justice, right, where Democrats turn a blind eye to the real crime, and then they turn around and say that Republicans are the criminals. This is no longer a partisan war, Rob. This is good versus evil, evil, truth versus lies. And yes. I'm proud to be on the right side of it. And truth always wins. That we know. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, you had mentioned that there's no apology from the media after it was exposed that, you know, about all this stuff. And the reason being is they are in unapologetic because they know that what they did worked. It was the same thing that Harry D- Reid did with Mitt Romney. He knew that Mitt Romney had played his taxes. He made it up. He knew that the mainstream media would pick up the story. And then when he has asked afterwards, he said, oh, I know he didn't pay his taxes, but it worked. That's the same pathos that happens in the American news media. That's why there's no apology. They do the party's bidding they and they drive on that's what rush limbaugh used to say the drive-by media they get the story out there that kills republicans it really hurts republicans then they move on because the news cycle is short other stories pop up and we forget about that i'm not forgetting about it i'm not forgetting about it there are a lot of people really ticked off carolyn and you're closer to this than i am but i feel that there is a there is a righteous anger uh, in the country about the last election, about the treatment of Donald Trump. And it's not just Republicans. It's not just Trump supporters. I think this is cutting through uh, to to other groups, possibly minority voters, the malfeasance and the, and the absolute uh, dishonesty of the federal government and the mainstream media. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right, Rob. You know, I'm up here in New Hampshire, which is my home state, the first in the nation primary state. I campaigned here as a congressional candidate last cycle. Unfortunately, wish I was in Congress on the House Oversight Committee, but yes. the Democrats did prevail in that race. But, you know, I live in, in New Hampshire, right? I, I, I speak to voters in this very critical early key battleground state every day, and there's a lot of independents who many of them I've spoken personally to did vote for Joe Biden in 2020, and they were completely fooled. Now, a lot of them aren't as open to admitting that as most, but I do think a lot of Americans who actually did vote for Biden, we know there were many more illegitimate votes than those that actually were cast, but regardless, those that voted for him are realizing, first of all, this guy has done nothing good for our nation in the past two and a half years. I mean, I couldn't point to one policy that has helped hardworking people in New Hampshire or Iowa or South Carolina. And then also all of these allegations of corruption, they are breaking through. You know, I get asked a lot, well, nothing's ever done. You know, we want accountability. We want people in jail. And yes, absolutely we do. And House Republicans and President Trump need to continue to push forward to hold the deep state accountable. However, the mainstream media is, in a way, being forced to cover this. Now, they didn't co- they don't cover it as extensively as honest media do, like yourself, Rob, but it is getting across where people are starting to realize there is something wrong with this Biden family, and it will absolutely be enough to deter people from voting for him again. When they go in that voting booth, not only will they know all of these allegations of corruption because House Republicans have forced people to talk about it, but they're also going to remember what Joe Biden has done to their lives in the past few years whether it's killing good energy jobs, whether it's hiking up electric bills here in New Hampshire where the high
highest electric uh, charge state in the country. Our bills are astronomical for a lot of families. This past winter, people were struggling to afford home heating oil because of Joe Biden's policies. And I think it really is going to make a difference in this next election. And I, I firmly believe Donald Trump is going to be back in that White House. Um, I'm going to be in New Hampshire hanging out with Jack Heath and the Pulse of New Hampshire on uh, August 3rd and 4th. I hope that you're around because I'd love to have you on the air. I'd love to have you on the air. Absolutely. I would love to come. Jack Heath is a great friend. He's a great guy. He's a truth teller. I love him. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, as far as the uh, primary is concerned, uh, I like to say, and I, and I do believe that I'm being truthful, I'm not meaning in any way, shape, or form to be a shell per, for a candidate, but I like to say that the other candidates are candidates, and Donald Trump is not a candidate. He is a movement. What are your thoughts on the GOP fa- field versus Donald Trump? I really like that way you said that, Rob, and I might take it from you, if you don't mind. I'll cite, I'll cite my source. I'd like these dishonest journalists, but I like that a lot. because All I true. ask is that every time you open with that thought, you say, this comes from the greatest radio personality in the history of mankind, Rob Carson. That's all I ask. <laughs> you got it. You got it. That's fair. Well, I, I, I love it because it's so true, right? He has created a movement, arguably the most impactful movement in American politics, Ever. I mean, really, certainly in modern times, uh, but most definitely he's up there in terms of influential political figures who have woken people up to what's really going on in our government. This is a government for the people, by the people. Our founding fathers are turning over in their graves looking at what has become of this deep state and this over-bloated federal bureaucracy, right? Yeah, Donald Trump yeah. woke us up to that. He woke up yes. people who don't pay attention to politics every day like you and me, but he made them realize that pretty much everyone who's working for us down there is corrupt, and they want our money to spend it on useless crap. And he's been calling out people on both sides of the aisle for that. You never heard about the deep state until Donald Trump started running for office. He's woken up so many great Americans across this country. It is a movement. And that's why nobody else in this Republican field can touch him. He is a dominant position of 40 points and more. He's winning in every early battleground state. He's winning in every state. And I think some people, like Ron DeSantis, frankly, who's in second place, hardly, Vivek Ramaswamy is quickly catching his his tail are being exposed for being once again shills of the establishment shills of the regime donald trump is the only person in my opinion running truly to bring a government for the people by the people and he's been to dc before he can go back he he took names he knows who's good who's bad and he can really restore greatness to this country on day one unlike anyone else I'm going to tell you, uh, Carolyn, I think you do a lot of cardio because you don't even breathe when you talk. I mean, my God, I think if we, were, we should do a record for the most syllables in one second or in one minute. I think you'd be right up there. I'm, I'm teasing you, of course, because you are you are a focused and determined person. I remember when you initially ran for Congress and you were like this wonderkind. And I went, holy crap. And, and really, and that's the way I feel. You're, you're, you're awesome. I love it. And you're so dang knowledgeable about everything. Let me ask you. Um, with regard to uh, Ron DeSantis uh, saying the other day that uh, Donald Trump could have done more on January the 6th, I got to tell you, I think that was a major shoot in his, uh, 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 he shot himself in the foot. Uh, and I think that's really going to hurt him. What are, what are your thoughts after those comments uh, by Ron DeSantis? I think it's a disqualifying statement for a Republican presidential candidate to say that uh, the protesters on January 6th 
should have been acted against more forcefully? I mean, what does he mean by that? The Department of Justice has thrown these people into the D.C. gulag, stripping away their human and constitutional rights, and he wishes that Donald Trump came out more forcefully against them? That is playing right into the hands of the communists and the Marxists in the D.C. gulag and in the D.C. court system and in Joe Biden's regime that hate Donald Trump. They hate his supporters and they hate Americans in the heartland who love this country so much. Uh, and so, frankly, I think that statement from DeSantis shows his true colors. Yeah. And, and by the way, like- it, it, it's not it's not uh, the president's responsibility for the security of the Capitol. That is under the auspices of that branch of the government, Nancy Pelosi. And I might add, Donald Trump recommended 10,000 or 11,000 National Guard troops before the January the 6th incident. And they didn't come to the, uh, the Capitol until after when Nancy Pelosi asked that the National Guard come to keep people from protesting. Exactly right. And while her daughter was there taking a film, Uh, it was some Hollywood production. So let's not forget that Ron DeSantis clearly has, and that's why he said that. He's sounding more like Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney than a true America First Republican. Now, Caroline, I want to ask you this one final question here. Um, uh, What do you think about vice presidents so far? I I mean, we've got some prospects. I I love Byron Donalds. I think Tim Scott's done after the the TPUSA event. Uh, I I really think Christy Noem is right there, man. Man, I really do. Uh, what are your? Who do you? Do you kind of thinking? Man, this would be great if Donald Trump teamed up with this person. Well, look, I think there's a lot of great options. We do have a really deep bench in the Republican Party, which I think is fantastic. Byron Donald is a friend of mine, and I think he's one of the best messengers that we have in the House GOP today. He has a great finance background as well. As you mentioned, Governor Kristi Noem has been a great governor for the state of South Dakota. She opened her state long before Ron DeSantis ever did in Florida, by the way. She's creating jobs there, and their economy is booming because of her truly conservative policies. So uh, I think anyone who Donald Trump picks will be a great choice for the American people. It's going to be a great ticket, and will certainly be stronger than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that's for sure. Well, I greatly appreciate your time today and continued success. Again, I'm going to be in New Hampshire, the third and fourth, hanging out with Jack Keith, and I hope that I run into you. I really, really do. Hey, I'd love to see you, Rob, and I'll come back on your show anytime. Thanks for having me. I love it, love it, love it. Have a great day. Where can we find you on social media? Where can people go and and, uh, hear you and and see your posts? Yes, please go to K-Levitt, N-H-L-E-A-V-I-T-T, Caroline with a K, N-H as in New Hampshire. I'm on everything, Twitter, Truth Social, Instagram, the whole nine. I love hearing from our uh, fellow loving patriots across the country. Thanks, Rob. All right. All right. God bless you. Have a glorious weekend. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's The Rob Carson Show. Suck punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light. Because there are a whole lot of racists in America. The owner of a liquor store, you think it's cool, at the fool. Jason Aldean's number one song in America now because the left attacked him without uh, cause or reason for his song, Try That in a Small Town, about all the Antifa, Black Lives Matter violence of summer 2020. And he said, try that in a small town. It won't happen. And, of course, the left... Uh, they hate people who live in small towns. They don't know even who lives there. It ain't all white people. Don't bring it. Try 
think we have a rebuttal from uh, Willie Nelson, actually. Yeah, here it is. This is uh, brand new <clears throat> from Willie Nelson. Could be Jim Gossett. Not really sure about CMT banning CMT. the show. CMT. I won't watch CMT. CMT banned the video. Jason Aldean. Yep. They took his song off the air. CMT. Viewers, they'll lose them. Conservatives uh-huh. no longer will choose them. I wouldn't. No, no, no. Like but light, they'll collapse overnight. We won't forgive what they did to Jason without cause. They banned his song. They know that it's wrong. Yeah, they know it's wrong. Shame on you, CMT. Biting the hand that feeds you. Shame on you, CMT. Why would you ban the song? You know, honestly, this is this is what happens. You know, I think it all happened when you started allowing Canadians to do country music. That's what I think the problem. <laughs> so, did you hear about this woman, Carly Russell? She, a uh, uh, 25-year-old, called 911 to report a toddler on the highway near Hoover, Alabama, before disappearing for two days. Well, they're kind of questioning that because she came back, and they kind of doubted the two-year-old being found on the highway. And then they found her phone. And here is the uh, police commissioner uh, uh, noticing the curiosity of the, uh, the, the searches on the, uh, on the phone. Detectives continue analyzing data from Carly's cell phone. That was left behind at the scene. Yeah, what do we got here? We enlisted the help of the United States Secret Service okay. in conducting this analysis. Awesome. Part of what data includes several internet searches. Got it. And the days leading up to their disappearance that I think are rel- very relevant to well, what did case. she? What did she look up? On July 11th at 7.30 a.m., the term, you have to pay for an amber alert was searched. Okay, there's that. That's On July 13th that's nothing. That's really at 1.03 a.m., yep. the day of her disappearance. Yes, the term, how to take money from a register without being caught, was searched. Probably just a, something for kids in school. On July 13th. <clears throat> yes, what? At 2.13 a.m. What? The day of her disappearance. What? what? The term, Birmingham bus station, was uh, searched. Well, I wonder if she went to the bus On station. On July 13th, 2.35 a.m. What's that? A search for a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville <laughs> was conducted with a departure date of really? July 13th. Really? What else? What else? On July 13th. At 12.10 p.m., yes. a search for the movie Taken, a film about abduction, was conducted. Well, that's kind of weird. There were two searches later to Amber Alerts on a computer at Carly's place of employment, including one regarding the maximum age of an Amber Alert. Well, that is uh, <clears throat> kind of curious, isn't it? I'd like to see Hunter Biden's phone. It's like tech message on uh, the weekend before July the 4th. Uh, how do I get cocaine uh, into the White House, past security? Uh, you know, who, who around the White House? Cocaine dealers near me, just on, uh, you know, uh, on. Uh... <laughs> this is fantastic. All right, let's take a break. Come back and wrap up this thing, shall we? It's the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. Also, my Rumble channel for my complete interview unedited with Donald Trump. How huge is that? God bless you guys. Tomorrow's Friday. Until then, do not catch the stupid. See ya.
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.